Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Good morning. I am, uh... Today is the intro to Yo, That's Dope. Um... So, I'm kind of excited. Um, I haven't done a show in a really long time. It's been about three years. Uh, and this is the intro to what's going to be uh, a series of shows. I'll actually be doing most of my shows on um, Blog Talk and YouTube. But I just think it's important that we see one another sometimes. You know what I mean? To be able to interact and have conversations and my guest, I'm going to be bringing my guest on real soon here, and my guest today is one of my good friends. He's also my accountability coach, and um, having him on this and you guys getting being able to hear his dialogue is important. So the name of the show is Yo, That's Dope, and the reason why I'm calling it that is because that's my catchphrase. I use it all the time. Like, if I think that you're doing something and it's important, I'd be like, yo, that's dope, or if, like, my approval of something... It's like, yo, that's dope. So, that's what, that's why I named this show. So, just in a few minutes, I'm going to bring Gerald on. I'm just waiting for him to log on. Um, of course, he's a guy. And so, oh, there he is. So, of course, uh, he's a guy on time. <laughs> but, um, so, as soon as he comes on, he's connected. Hey, hi, Gerald. What's up? How are you this morning? I'm good. All right, and we have some people watching. Joe Cato's checked in for this morning. Um, that's always great. Joe's got my back always. <laughs> Before awesome. we get started and I introduce you, I've already told him about the show. We'll talk about kind of how the show came about. I just want to say this to everyone who's watching right now. KCEP 88.1, our people station, has started their fall drive this morning. I want to make sure that you guys have the phone number to donate it's 702-647-3688 that's 702-647-3688 in spite of all the things that we all do um and it's all great and it's all important we i would be remiss if i didn't point out the fact that the station that i listen to that is a part of me is in their campaign right now in their fundraising drive and i want to make sure that everybody knows to donate not one penny not one dollar is too little be a part of the solution not a part of the problem support our support one another one another in our community so again that number is 702-647-3688 702-647-3688 set some money aside and support our radio station okay so <laughs> i just didn't want it. i didn't want to start our show we're honoring our community's station. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seemed a little disrespectful to me. So, um, Gerald. Yeah. I want to introduce you to the people. All right. I have notes, you guys, because I won't stay on track. Okay, so Gerald has an associate's as a personal trainer, a bachelor's degree in public health, 
and a master's degree in sports health science. He is currently a corporate health coach, a father, of course, he's a great father, a husband, and now with, to a beautiful wife. If you've never met his wife, she's gorgeous. Julia, we love you, Julia. And um, <laughs> and he is also our Mr. B Paz. Yeah. So, Gerald, tell us about Mr. B Paz. Um, Hi, Auntie. Because <laughs> you know, can you see? Can you see the people scrolling down my yeah, list or no? I can see them. I got like this little stand, so like I can see people. You know, Cassandra Goins loves you. So, hey, that's Cassandra. my auntie. Okay, hey, auntie, I love you too. Um, <laughs> Mr. B-Pause is really my attempt at giving back to the community, right? It's, uh, it's health and wellness for people who don't necessarily know that they need health and wellness, right? So for me, it's always been about educating and giving people information so that they can change their own lives. I do that on a, at, at the corporate level for some large companies here in Las Vegas, and I want to do it for the community. And our community is is one that seems to be the one that's most behind the curve in regards to staying on top of our health. Okay. And I know like and I mean more than more than our typical, you know, what we see on on, you know, mainstream media health. Like this isn't about getting, you know, six packs and abs and, 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 and bulging muscles and flat tummies. This is about, you know, extending your life, being able to spend that, those, those, that time with your family. You know, for the most part, I, I just want people to be able to be able to run around the park with their grandkids. You know, like that's the, that's the main goal. It's not to get a six-pack abs. I don't really care about those things. I, I care more about your overall. Well, we care about six-pack abs, Gerald. No, you, no, you don't. <laughs> if, if everybody cared about six-pack abs that much, they'd already have them. Oh my goodness. I want to just um, say good morning to DJ Benz, Joseph Abraham, Charles Shuford, Julius Tucker, Marty, Lawrence, you, I see you on here, Shanna Hasis, Shannon Phillips, Ebony, you know we got to have, I got to have Ebony on the show another uh -huh. day, and then my auntie Cassandra. So, my boy Matt and Delana, him and his wife, what's up Matt, it's my boy, I love that guy. <laughs> So, Gerald, you and I yeah. have known each other now for, like, five years. I don't even know, like, we used to run around together. And when I say yeah. run around, I mean we were doing business. We were hustling together um, out there just trying to pull clients. And we hit the community pretty much at the same time. I was doing an um, event, my very first event, and it was um, in conjunction with Anthony Harris, uh, Pastor Harris, and it was called um, Real Talk for Real Women, right? Yeah. Real, real talk for real women. So Gerald was, uh, you know, aggressively seeking his <laughs> services out, and he inboxed me and was like, "Hey, I want to speak at this event." And I was, I didn't even know Gerald. We were just on Facebook together, and I said, mm -hmm. "All right, come on and speak." So he did a presentation on sugar, and you guys, it was a really great presentation. You should YouTube that Gerald, the okay. presentation you did on sugar. Absolutely. And um, at that event, I didn't have, I think I had like eight people show up and it was a very intimate and uh, event. Nevertheless, we've been connected at the hip ever since, you know, it was 
Um, he was there. He came to do his presentation, and then he came every day after. He didn't miss a night. He listened, and he engaged, and uh, then he gave his life to Christ. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> and above all things like that was the most um important being able to connect with your people and to be in a scenario where lives are changed that's what this is all about that's that's what we're all about um and since then that's been five years ago since then i haven't had one great idea that i haven't told gerald about uh I pretty Even much it's like 11 30 at night it, yeah <laughs> The only person my wife doesn't trip if if, if calls me. <laughs> I'll call Gerald and we'll talk business at late at night. And the thing is, hey Ebony, the thing is, when you are when you're a great thinker, you're thinking at different hours, right? We're not up like right now. Him and I probably be like hanging around the house, getting ready to do whatever, not really doing anything because everybody's already doing stuff, right? Uh, I, well, I, I got a date today, so uh, oh. I let my uh, my youngest son stay home from school. We've been begging for a day off and to just hang out with me. I got four kids, so like things like this has to happen. So he's actually upstairs asleep. We slept in the loft last night, and we're gonna go see Lego Ninjago after this. So that's what we're doing <laughs> today. You know, I don't have so to. So Gerald be, let I'll his I want you guys to feel late. Gerald let his son call out of school. So he told me that the other day. He was like, if he get everything done, he needs to be, get done. I'm not going to make him go to school Friday. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> I'm with it. He earned it. And he's been hustling, too, all week. Got his homework <laughs> done on Wednesday. He's like, I'm going to turn it in. I'm going to turn it in tomorrow. Like, cool. He's like, he came home yesterday. He was like, I'm not going to school tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, cool. So little Gerald is at it's little Gerald that's staying yeah, home tonight, right? So little Gerald is at home and y'all gonna kick it. And you know, I love the fact that we I know we have general ideas as parents. Like school's important, but family is just important and living life is just important and experiences are just important. How are you um constant in making sure that you keep that um rhythm in your household? Uh, well, my wife does a very good job at uh, <laughs> for the most part because I I usually go, you know, to <clears throat> one extreme or the other. Right. But as far as education goes, like I while I find it important, I think our society is is kind of tearing away from it. You know, as far as right. like traditional education, I don't really value education in the manner that we're told to value it per mm -hmm. se. Like I, I believe you have to get out there and experience things and, and this the, the, the ideas that you have you have to actually be have the confidence to go out there and, and, and take a shot at them. But mm -hmm. as far as like school but I do find that the fact that school gives you tasks that you have to complete. Yes. And you have the choice to, you know, put forth the effort, that's what I care about more. I don't really care about your grades. Right. Care about your effort. So if you got S right. because you're upstairs playing Pokemon Go, then we got a problem. But right. If you got C's and B's, but I see you like hustling, then I I I understand that that's gonna get them far. Like my right. youngest daughter, she is in a magnet school, and she's probably the hardest working eleven year old that 
I've ever met. Like I like proposition her sometimes. Like, hey, you want to take a day off? Because I think you take a day off. You know? And she's like, no, Dad, I have to get this done. And she has like four friends. They FaceTime each other, and then the FaceTime <laughs> they they FaceTime each other doing homework. And I'm like, man, so I, I'm not gonna argue because I was not that kid. If I was FaceTiming anybody, it was girls. <laughs> And we yeah. didn't even have FaceTime back then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a flip phone, so we didn't have no, no FaceTime. But, gee, she's like, oh, no, I got to do my homework. Where my my oldest daughter, she's more artsy. You know right. What I mean? So, like, she struggles in the school, the education portion of it, but she right. excels in everything creative. So I can't right. punish her for having C's and B's, you know, the way right. I get on top of my other daughter for having C's and B's only right. because they're different. So I think finding balance in the household, and that's what I, I care about the most. Like regardless right. of balance. this opportunity that I do or, 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 or the growth of my own company, I care more about my first business, you know, or what they call it in church, my first ministry, which is my family. Um, right. That's the most important thing. So if I had, I don't care if I had a million dollar business, thing today my son wants to hang out wise lego ninjago and that's what i'm gonna do so i think trying to have balance between all the everything behind the the curtain and then what's most important i think that's the hardest part i mean i i love my wife i love my kids and nothing else is more important than those two things good morning markevious good morning mona nina derek Demario Magrin, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, I, uh, Gerald, I agree. Like, my son is actually in another state right now for school, and mostly because I felt like, well, two things. I'm going to be completely transparent. Number one, my son is 14, and he was going to a level that I didn't have the, I didn't believe I had the capability to help him get through. Um, my son is, he's going to be an entrepreneur. That's what I raise in my household. I don't believe in working a traditional job. I want my son to own a business and I have set the foundation for that, but that does not mean that he won't be going to college. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Like Gerald, I believe in being balanced in life. And I also have pulled my son out of school and had ditch days because they're important. It's important that our children have balance, right? All work and no play doesn't lead to anything. But if you work hard, you get to play. And then also I teach, I was teaching my child and still do to own your own time, right? So if you do what's necessary, then you are allowed the timelines where you don't have to do what traditionally is necessary, right? Okay. Exactly. So that uh, that is like a reward system for me. You do what you need to do. We won't. We don't have to go to school. We don't have to work. We don't. We gonna do our day. We gonna do exactly. what we what we want to do. So I same thing. I teach my child that. So I sent my son um, to a different state to go to school because I didn't feel like I was equipped to take to help my son get through that phase of uh, adolescence, puberty. <laughs> Um, and he's a teenage boy, and there's just a lot of things that I knew that he was struggling with that I couldn't help him with. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I, there's a couple points you you made is that a we do it right, like I, we call off, right? I call off at least once every other month and do absolutely right. nothing and lay on my bed and play NBA 2K. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know I do that all the time. So why do we why do we put this 
unnecessary pressure on our children that you have right. to be at work all the time. Why not take the kid out and let them really pursue something that they they like, right? Like right. I think the only way to really understand yourself is to try things, right? I don't think Absolutely. You need to be, and the same thing with college, right? Like I think college is important if you don't have anything else, right? Like I've I've talked to kids and I've I've I've, I've had these keynote talks and things like that where kids ask, well, what if I become a a, a billionaire? You know, because Bill Gates he he didn't go to college. I was like, well, first off, Bill Gates did go to college and he made a billion dollars and he dropped out, which is a good idea. You don't have a job. <laughs> you, know what I'm like, you don't have a job. There's no, there's no right. You have no foundation <laughs> right now. Yeah, exactly. So, so you have these goals in front of you that you're trying to accomplish, right? So you go to school, you graduate high school, you go to college, you work in corporate America while you're working on your passion, so on and so forth. Correct. Right. If something great comes along the way, then you can veer off. But until right. then, you just stick to the plan. You know, right? Exactly. I want my kids to pursue something that they like. I don't care what it is. My son comes to me. My youngest son says, "Dad, I want to be a drummer." Cool. For his birthday, buy him some drums. He's probably been out in this garage playing these drums every single day for about forty days, and right. then nothing. No <laughs> right? no, nothing. Like. So for most people, they're like, well, I spent, and I hear this all the time, I spent $200 on these drums and you don't even play them. Well, no, no. Yeah, but who cares? Exactly. You invested $200 for him to check the box and then move right. on to something else. I don't like drums. Ever talk to me about being a drummer because he now right. knows he doesn't want to do it. You know what I mean? Right. So let's go to something else. This dude wants to be everything. So I want him to try every single thing. He plays soccer right. now, and now he wants to play flag football, my oldest son, I, I think I, I learned these things with the misses from my oldest son. My oldest son is 15. And I basically put him into everything that I wanted him to do. And right. now he's doing something that he's not very great at, but he likes it because I like it. You know what I mean? Right. My son plays for Clark High School, and they got smacked 82-0 by Goring. Right, fact, he crying and crying, and now, now, mind you, I've been having these conversations with him all season, right? Like you got to put the work in. If you want to be good at playing football, you got to put the work in. If you don't put the work in, I don't have any sympathy for you. So he's crying. In the middle of his crying, I just was like, "Stop crying." I I cannot watch you cry because I feel like you're tricking me. You're tricking me. And to believe in that you really want this. Because I know what it takes to really want something and you're yeah. not doing it. Yeah, but Gerald, you we can't be in a so go ahead. Let me just tell the people you guys are watching Yo That's Dope. Um I'm Aisha Goins and that's Gerald Mays. And I'm gonna reel him in in a second, but first I have to Gerald and I are really uh we're more like brothers and sisters than anything. We check each other, we love we're on each other. Again. Yeah, we all in each other business. Uh, <laughs> I love his wife. I can hang with his wife as much as I can hang with him. Um, you know, I actually adore his wife, and he'll tell you that. Like I just That's think cool. she's just super beautiful. Um, not just on the inside, but on the outside as well. Uh, however, there is a space where we have to kind of get in each other's, you know, he makes, he hurts my feelings. 
He's one of the few people who can hurt my feelings. <laughs> Oh, and, but the thing that I love about Gerald mostly is he's a man. He's a man's man. And when I say that is he is one of those guys where, like, if you were going to say men are this, 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 and this, that's what he is. And part of that is because he's a mili he's a uh, vet. So he, you know, military men have a distinctive personality, and that's kind of how he is. I wanted to say Ooh, hi to uh, Brenda, Omiali, Gabrielle, and Dwight. So, Ben Howard joined too. Well, hey, Ben. So, I, I wanted to kind of, you said. We don't have time. <laughs> what time is it? That's cool. Eight, 20 minutes. Okay. So, I want to just point out something you said, and then we're going to move to the next subject. Um, you said that you had your, you made your son do something that you were interested in. Yeah. Right. So, we project, oftentimes as parents, we project our expectations on our children, and they carry that expectation and that burden like it's theirs. And one of the things that I know that I have been, that I have done from the beginning of my son's birth is same thing you, you will not work for nobody. So the reason why I let my son come in and out of school, well, I don't want to say come in and out, but take uh, mental health breaks is specifically because I'm teaching him that owning your freedom is most important. And I'm trying to, sh I was trying to show him how important it is to own your freedom, right? But also that when we put on our children that school system, what we're doing is we're institutionalizing their minds to be in that system. So one of the things I tried to create is scenarios where I wasn't positioning him to have to be in that system, right? Because you go to school, you go to college, you go to work. It's kind of systemized, right? we systematically are brainwashing ourselves and our children to get a job. And I didn't want to position my child to do that. So one of the reasons why I let him pull out of school was because I'm trying to instill in his mind the institution of freedom. You will be free. You will own your own time. You will do what's expected and have the um, result-driven lifestyle, but you're also not going to have to work a job. Like, we're not doing that. In your case, you did the <laughs> – we're not doing that. <laughs> In your case, you're like, you know what? I like sports. I like football. And you played football, right? Mm-hmm. And so your firstborn son, you like, you're going to play football. Exactly. <laughs> and so and we have we to kind of – years later, and football may not have been in it. Right, right. I mean, that's but, the thing you have to take into consideration, even though you're pounding this, you know, you need to own your time. It just, it may not be in it. I mean, we exactly. need people to work, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that your son is like this, but we need people to work. So some people, I got two friends that are my best friends in the world, and they've worked for the same company since we graduated high school. Right. And there's mean? nothing and wrong they, with that. And they are freaking excellent at their jobs. Right. They're excellent in the communities. They're excellent with their families. But they've worked this job forever. They, right. They don't have the 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 world does a very good job at uh, maintaining numbers. Right. right. You don't right. need everybody to be an entrepreneur, just like we don't need everybody to be losers. Right. Absolutely. A majority of our people to be running the mill. <clears throat> I was listening to something. 
uh, called, it was a podcast called The Nod. It's all about like hip hop culture and things like this. And they were talking about, I, I don't know what the show is called. It's some show that comes on HBO about some woman. I, I don't know what it's called, but it's, there's a character in there, a black man character. And he's basically like a loser. And the question was, is that good for black people? And the one that stuck out to me was like, the lady said, yes, he's good for black people because we deserve to have a mediocre character in, in show business. Absolutely. Like, everyone doesn't have to be woke. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't have to have all right. these characters that are deep thought and all this other stuff. We need but to have takes... some black Al Bundys that work at the shoe store, drink a beer on the couch, and, hey, Cam. Sports and talk about right. the good old days when they was in high school, right? Everybody, right. Every black character doesn't have to be a lawyer, a doctor, or right. like right. that. They could just be regular people because most of us are regular people. So why not I, teach our kids? And, and that's the thing that I, I, when I was talking about my oldest son that I really want to drive home is I wish I would have allowed him to pursue what he wants because what he really wanted out of sports was to be a basketball player. But by the time I realized that, it was too late. So ninth grade, when he went to go play basketball, I embarrassed him, basically, because he didn't know how to play basketball at the level that these other kids were playing. And I basically traveled around Las Vegas to watch him watch the game. Wow. You know? So I did a disservice to him because I put him I, – I was thinking about myself first and how I can get him to do all the things I never did Right. Which is to actually be serious about playing sports and, and, and use that talent to go to, to college and things like that. Not taking into consideration that that may not be what he wanted. Right. And I, and that's what I was going to point out as well is when I was in um, where my son is, is at, we, I took him, taking him to the mountains on the trip like a mommy does. And that was one of the conversations that I had with him was, um, do you want to own your own business? Because he's 14. So now I kind of have to position myself to have the open dialogue, like you said, to say, I don't want you to be what I want you to be. I want you to be what you want to be, right? Yeah. So I said, do you do you want to own your own business? And my son said, <laughs> but why do I need to own my own business? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> <see>? exactly. <laughs> why is that important, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so I had to have the hard conversation with myself, just like you said, and say, you know, this world is made of so many people doing so many things, and all of them are great, right? Mm -hmm. It may not be in my child to have his own business, but I will say this. Even if it's not in him, in him, because he's 14, so anything can be in him, right? Yeah, exactly. And like you, I'm telling him, do whatever the hell you want to do. Don't worry about the money. Mommy will pay for it or she'll figure it out. If you don't want, try it all, quit it all. I don't care. Just as yeah, long exactly. as you've done it, right? Exactly. Don't worry about the money. Mommy will figure it yep. out. Try chess, checkers, tennis, yep. track. No stone unturned. Yes. Um, so I agree with you, but I think that comes from these kind of dialogues. It comes yeah, from exactly. being yeah. able to hear our children and hear each other. Like when we're able to converse back and forth um, openly, and yeah. be transparent in our relationships with our with people. We're yeah. able to do that in our households, right? Yeah. We're able to we're comfortable creating those conversations in our personal yeah. lives because exactly. we have conditioned ourselves and traditionalized our minds to say this dialogue is okay. 
right? Yeah. That's that's how I believe. So I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. All right, go ahead. Um, you and I actually haven't had this conversation, so oh. I'm gonna tell everybody. I don't know how this conversation is about to go. I'm a little nervous. Colin Kaepernick. So Gerald is um, a vet, and it, from the Navy. No, right? no. From where? The Marines. Marines, right? The hard one, Marines. So Gerald, <laughs> Gerald, is, is a vet from the Marines, and I haven't had this conversation with him. So one of the things about Gerald, I attract very strong, and. Um, Firm, mentally men. That's my comfort area. I like guys who are strong-minded. Those are the men that I respect. And I get that from my daddy. I don't have daddy issues. I love my daddy. And my daddy is a very strong, real, strong-minded man. And I'm comfortable in that space. So those are the relationships that I have that are great for me. So Gerald is a Marine. Thank you. And I don't go, go into conversations with him in that dialogue because You'll see in a few seconds he shifts. <laughs> uh, <that's true. laughs> so here's my question, Gerald. Hey Kim, hey Kiki, hey Tim, thanks for joining us. You're listening, you're watching Yo That's Dope. Gerald, how do you feel about what's going on with Ka Colin Kaepernick and the NFL? Uh, that, that's a loaded question. Uh huh. But I understand both. I understand both right. sides. Okay. You know I, mean? I understand both sides. So I understand how people can say that that's disrespectful because according to the rules of that and what respect is in that moment, then it is disrespectful. Now, it doesn't mean that they are against the flag or against America or against veterans that's two totally different things right and that's a lot of i think that's a lot of media bs that they're trying to pile into it just because they don't like it on the other mm -hmm. end i 100 percent believe that as a veteran that's what we fought for like we right. fought to be free and that freedom means that you're able to take a knee regardless of if i would do it or not or regardless of if you would do it or not they have the right regardless of if you even like it they have that right and I think it's unpatriotic or un-American to take such hard stands and draw such hard lines in the sand in regards to people who are, are voicing their right, constitutional right at that, to do this. So, like I said, I get it. And I think, I think it's the message now. I think it's been hijacked. You know, right. so the, the debacle that happened a couple of weeks ago in the NFL with everyone taking a knee and they're making these big giant demonstrations only to come back the week later and say everyone needs to stand down because we've ended it is kind of it, it's, it's they hijacked the message. Like in right. all of this, we went from Colin Kaepernick taking a knee because there's been issues in the community that he wants to bring awareness to to other black people doing it and other white people doing it and all of this other stuff, right? But they took the knee and now that's been deemed as disrespect to someone personal. Like they've made right. it, like people have made it personal. Like this isn't me taking the knee to you being who you are in America. 
This is me taking a knee because in this moment, you're going to watch. Because right. regardless of what people think, they want, they, they did it. You know what I mean? Like, they did it. Right. And people are aware of it. Right. And it's hard because the more awareness that is brought to the subject, the more you're forced to deal with it, and the more people are recognizing it in other things when you look at, when you look at like the the ad that Dove put out, right? Right. Now it's it, it's it caused a social media uproar, you know. But Dove has been doing this for decades, you know, right? Like that, that's kind of their pitch. It's their right. stick, you know what I mean? Like on the bottle, it says, you know, it cleanse from normal skin to dark skin, as if like dark skin isn't normal, you know. But what? Right. But I think we take offense because it's the new thing, right? So we're woke now. And that's where right. I like so we're so woke. We so woke. We're over woke, right? Exactly. Uh, I want to over woke. Ben Howard says, "I think the more important conversation with kids about economics is staying out of debt." I agree. Do what you love, but stay away from debt. Debt will take away your freedom and have you doing what you don't want to do. I absolutely agree, Ben. Um, and just in conversation, I also have had debt conversations with my son. I think my I've done my son an unjust in this, and, and I won't go back into this conversation because we're moving on. But um, I made him too aware of money. And so now every single time he wants to spend something, he's like, Mom, do we have enough money for that? And I, so I didn't, I don't think I did that well, but yeah. nonetheless. I, I, let me, can I that? I, I understand what, what Ben is saying, but I do believe in some instances, like debt is okay. Like you need debt to get stuff, right? Right. Like, being able to manage both is the right. important part, right? Like I want, right. I can't, I can't buy a car if I don't have a little bit of debt, right? But right. I can't buy three cars because I can afford the payment on three cars. You know right. what I mean? And then now I don't have any money to do anything else. So there are some levels in, you know, why do you need debt for certain issues or whatever it may be? Like I need, I bought a house. Like that's debt. You know, that's three hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. I got it. You know, <laughs> it's mine. You know, right? There are, there are some balances. I think being able, like, you can't finance your dreams, and that's kind of what I want. I want to kind of sum up what Ben says. Like, don't finance your dreams. If you don't have the money, then you need to get creative. Wherever you don't have money, you need to implement creativeness into it so that you can kind of do a crowdfund. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say good morning to Amy Rucker, Kevin Spade, and Tim. Said um, it's probably Christina. I'm sure. I understand both, and I fought for both sides to protest. Whether I agree or not, I fought for the right for Americans to be free. Gerald said the same thing. There is no terrorism or racism in taking a need to bring attention to our nation's issues. Um, Gerald agreed. He just said the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's important. Um, I, mean, I, I think this is the, the thing that we have to have to have to include, right? The same fight for the knee is the same fight for the tiki torch. Right. And if you're not willing to if you don't want people to accept the knee, or if you want people to accept the knee, then you have to accept the tiki torch. Because on their end, they believe at the end of the day, we're fighting for our families, not yours, right? Right. We're, right. These people are taking a need for their families, not yours, right? And sometimes they clash because what I want is directly opposed to what you want. You know what I mean? And that's where the argument is. So if we have, 
a group of black people who wants the world to be more, for lack of a better word, black friendly, then that means that some of that, those rights have to be pulled away from the white friendly world, right? Right. The white people, and I, I hate to say white people, I apologize, but they are, they, they don't like that either, right? Right. They don't like that at all. So they, you know, stand up and they fight for white rights. Regardless right. of if you like it or not, it is what it is. You can't be half-ass equality, right? Right, and right. In all honesty, there's no such thing as equality, right? In order to right. get equality, I have to be, I have to pull some equality or some power from somebody else, which then makes them believe I'm infringing upon them. So we're not ever going to find equality. However, if if one group of people, let's, if, the, if, if black people want to have power, real power, then it needs to be them taking care of their population, their group, right? The right. one thing that the black community does not have that other communities have is some sort of unity, right? Right. Because well, we're, we're working not, on it. Yeah, we're, we're trying to work on it, but we're not, we don't have a, a good balance as to what we really right. believe in, right? And then we start to ostracize certain people for certain beliefs, right? Like I, in this day and age, I've never seen more black people be called coons by other black people simply because they don't agree with their stance on what's going on. And I think that's I the divisive, portion in this community that will never you can never ascend if you don't get that out of the mix right like right like, we have to be okay with each other being different and exactly and we have to be okay we have to uh, agree to disagree right we have to i can live in harmony with I will go out of my way to live in harmony with my sisters and brothers even if i don't like you if i don't like you i'll draw a line in the sand and Gerald knows, like, I'll draw a line in the sand. However, that does not mean I don't love you or I won't make myself available or I won't refer people to use your services. It's because that's how you live in harmony. How you live in harmony is you comfortably, comfortably, and I said that wrong, all, that word all the way wrong. Yeah, you said comfortably. <laughs> that was wrong. I comfortably will allow myself to agree to disagree with you and move on, right? Sure. I don't agree, all right, sis, how you feeling, girl? You know what I'm saying? And then just move, because I'm confident enough in my own belief systems, because I've challenged my own belief systems. Like, I think oftentimes we're afraid, I'm shifting gears here. So I think oftentimes we're afraid to just challenge our own personal belief system as it pertains to health, as it pertains to life, and as it pertains to spirituality and relationships. Yes. We want to believe that the way we feel and think is right. Yes. That's a great ideal. And we're on this, like, war path. Because right. we're not oh, comfortable with our right. Exactly. We're not comfortable enough with ourselves and what we believe to right. just let that stand. Because now we have to push that on somebody else. Because you right. believe what you believe, even though it's directly opposite of what I believe, is 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 harming me, right? Right. And we can and, and I can bring we can bring up a million different ideas as <laughs> to how this kind of goes together, especially with like, you know, with with like pro-life or pro-choice and things like that right. like there's so many i don't want to talk no. about it, but, <laughs> but there's so many things going on in our society where we have to have someone else 
believe what we believe in order for us to truly believe what we believe. None of us are comfortable enough to just say, well, I understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but I just don't agree with you. I don't believe that. Right. Yeah, believe and, that. and not have to, because how I, you could believe that. Exactly. Because, and I'm that way with spirituality, spirituality, right? I have, um, and, and like when I'm intimate with someone, I'll, and when I say intimate, I don't mean to just like have sex. I want to yeah, be clear. That was, I my, mean, that was the question that popped up in my brain. As soon as you said intimate, I'm like, why would you be having a conversation about God? Why are you doing the nasty? <laughs> when I mean intimate, I mean being transparent and not having walls. That's what I mean by intimate. Openly sharing is how I see intimacy. So when I'm intimate with people, not just men, right, men and women, when I get into that space with them, then I'll explain my spirituality to them. And they're always like, huh? But I'm, <laughs> I've challenged my own personal belief systems enough that I don't have to explain necessarily how I believe, but enough, but to give you understanding into me is what I'll explain about my spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. So I, so I agree with you. Like, I am comfortable being uncomfortable. So I don't feel challenged by having the challenging conversations with people, right? And that's where we have to all get to before we can have a community of Absolutely. oneness Absolutely. is to be comfortable having the challenging conversations that Absolutely. challenge, because really the reason why we're angry is because they're challenging our belief systems. We exactly. feel like they're challenging our belief systems, but that's not the case. What yes. they're saying is I have the right and the freedom to be me. You yes. have the right and the freedom to be you. Let's coexist in our rights and freedom, right? Let's yeah, exactly. I'm, I, not re I, I'm not I, always I recruiting. Like we, we live our emotional lives and, and we stake our beliefs and, and opinions like we do being a fan of us. Right. Team. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's delusional. Exactly. It's delusional. Like I am a cowboy fan through and through. Mm -hmm. When they lose four games in a row, I believe that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and until the season is over, oh my God, then my conversation starts because we're going to make it to the Super Bowl next year. You know what I mean? But right. We take that same approach in our own beliefs and belief systems, right? Like, so I believe that somebody is bad, right? Right. And regardless of all the things that they do good over and over and over again, because I because I have staked my emotional claim in them being bad, then I never ever take a look at the good things that they do, right? So you can see right. that on social media where everyone hates Obama, right? Right. Or everyone loves Obama. To be honest, right. Obama was right in the middle, running the mill. Same thing with right. all the people who voted for Trump. They like they voted for Trump and then can't even utter the fact that he has said some ridiculous things. Right. Like, can't even right. wrap your head around the fact that he has said some ridiculous things. Some things that you wish he wouldn't have said, but because just in so general. Emotion, yeah, just in general. Just so, in general. Not even like being me and you or the president yeah. of the United States, but if he was a run of the mill random cat, yeah. he said some crazy things. Like he was if he was your boy. You know, right. You, right. you guys went over to Puerto Rico. Right. And, and, and he started free throwing 
paper towels into the crowd like he Oprah, like, you get paper towels, you get paper towels, you get paper towels, <laughs> right? You'd have pulled them off to the side and be like, dude. Yo! You shouldn't have did that. That's ridiculous. Right. Right. But right. people don't think like that, right? People are like, right. oh, well, he, because I voted for him, I'm so emotionally, right. you know, in, invested in huh. him, he can't do anything wrong. I mean, this happens right. in relationships, right? How many women out there have had a boyfriend, ain't had a job since you met him, and he a fool, he out late at night spending your money at the club on other chicks, but you still think he gonna change, right? Right. So emotionally invested in him that you can't <laughs> be like, this dude is a loser. I gotta go. <laughs> Good morning, Maurice, Angela, Celeste, Demicio, Leonta, and Mr. Howard has another comment. He says, on social media, there is no more debating the real dialogue about social matter. People get angry and the conversation usually end with some sort of insult on intelligence. Yeah, you know what? I learn more in the comments than I do anywhere else. Like, yeah. I am one of those, uh, what do they call them? Stalk comment stalkers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I usually add my name and I'll write just here for the comments because people are ridiculous. <laughs> but let me, let me answer this question, though. I do not think social media is the platform to have dialogue. I, I don't either. Because, I, because what you're doing is you're putting unemotional words onto a screen and allowing someone else to view right. your words to their tiny little peephole of life, right? right? So it's hard, and I've done this before, and I've engaged in conversations on social media, and they never seem to go the way that I had thought it in my brain. So I, mm -hmm. I've tried to not do it as much, mm -hmm. and I've been semi-successful, but some things <laughs> get me riled up, you know? So, sometimes... Still have to understand what I'm what I'm getting into, right? Like I can't. Well, into, yeah, I can't just jump into a, a, a pond full of alligators and and get mad when I get bit, right? So right. It's like I I don't think that getting on social media to really talk about some very very important issues is the platform to do so. Like I, we need to have dialogue in life, like and, right. and when we say dialogue, it doesn't mean sitting down talking, right? It's about Actually, going like what we're doing. Yeah, going out and doing things in your communities that that are aligned with the things that you 100% agree with. I don't know if Celeste is still on Celeste Williams. Uh, yeah, she, she is. She's very, very active in our community, you know, and with our church. She goes, she goes to my church, and she has been like she. You don't see her out there on social media telling everybody to give, give, give. Right? She's just out there giving. Right, and I think that that reach is far more influential than just getting on social media telling everybody that they need to give. You right. know what I mean? But, so but use I do... what, whatever it is that you are really into, use it and do it, because your words but don't I... mean anything if you don't do it. But I do want to point out that because I'm a blogger, so I take social media um, presence a little differently. I and and I teach this actually in my boot camps. Social media is a very strong platform for engaging yeah. and for advertisement. Okay, Absolutely. one of the things that I in, encourage is people actually using the platform to build themselves up. Right? There are millionaires that came right off of Facebook, Instagram, yeah. and Twitter. Absolutely. Let's not um, say that that's not happening because that absolutely is happening. 
uh, and I've built a business on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and MySpace. Actually, yeah, I'm building I, one on it, so I understand. <laughs> on MySpace. So if you use the platforms correctly, then you can just really blossom your business and um, push for catapult yourself, as That's if good. to speak. So as a blogger, because I'm not just a blogger, I'm also a mini blogger. And the difference between a blogger and a mini blogger is I actually do have a blog. It's called Black Abyss. It talks about blacks and cannabis. Um, and then also as a mini blogger, I use my platforms to kind of capture the ideas, my ideas and how I feel and think to engage thought and keep myself relevant. Now, that's one of the most important things. Someone actually said the other day that um, they've watched me evolve from one perspective to another and they're surprised on how I re how I'm able to remain sound in my character and I explain to them that each time that I take on a new brand that has nothing to do with me as a person it has to do with where I've evolved in business right my brand is my business it's not who I am right it's how I it's my perspective of what you think that I'm supposed to do that's going to make me money, ultimately. So what I do when I create brands is I'm, I've given out a bunch of information, mm -hmm. and you have told me, the consumer, that this is the desire in the area that you want to see me in. And then I go into that space um, aggressively to yeah. dominate it so that yeah. I can get paid. Yeah, and that's, and that's kind of different than what we were talking about before because you're, you're cultivating – like-minded people and then you are speaking the same language to them you yes know, on, the, on the flip side what we do is we we try to take our philosophy and change some other person's group you know what i mean i'm gonna right. start calling people that. that now i'm gonna well, call them facebook philosophers that's what there's, <laughs> a, there's a bunch of them out there too you know it, it's kind of like it's kind of i know this is gonna sound super controversial but it's like if if there's an institution that doesn't like a certain group of people, right? Mm -hmm. Why do people spend so much time trying to force them to let them in? Right. Why would they want to even be in that space if that group doesn't want them? Create your own space, like you just said. Create your own space. Cultivate the people who are like-minded, and then yes. and then lead them. Right. We, we spend too much time trying to get into spaces where we're not wanted. You know, because they're not using strategy. Because mm -hmm. what strategy strategy says, what you just said, cultivate like-minded people, right? Mm -hmm. We tend to move in life on our feelings, which, by the way, feelings aren't real. So if you're engaging in your feelings and your emotions, they aren't real. My um my boss just logged on. Hey Dre, hey Markeisha, and Dre hates feelings. I'ma just he. He will tell you point blank, don't waste your feelings and emotions on me because that would have just been a waste of time for you and me. Oh, you should hear so, some of these conversations I have with my wife about feelings. Oh, look, <laughs> So, and it's not, and I'm not saying your feelings aren't important. I don't want to get into that space. What I am saying is our emotions lie to us, right? They lie to us. And because of that, we have to be mindful of not always moving in that area. Allow yourself time to... Um, sort out how you're feeling and what you're thinking and does it is it any does it make any sense right give yourself time to do that and then move in that space but yeah. in the aspects of getting paid because we all are trying to get paid and my boot camp people will tell you we don't work for free we don't work for free right 
one of the things that we will do is we will evaluate the situation and decide if it has value for us. But we don't work for free. I don't teach that. That's why I don't teach nonprofits. People always ask me, can I come to your boot camp? I'm going to start a nonprofit. And I tell them, well, I don't really believe in nonprofits. I believe in making money. So if, you, <laughs> if you're going to come to the boot camp and get the information to get paid, I'm cool with that. Uh, However, if that's not where we are, this boot camp's not going to be beneficial for you because I'm a beast about getting paid. I believe in got that. You. However, this is the last thing I'm going to say on business because, right. you know, we can we can do that. All Make right. sure that if you're going to do your brand. If you're building your brand and you're building your platform, build the foundation strong. Get your support team. Don't get in the space where you're trying to build your brand by yourself. Get your team first. When you get your team, it makes it easier to build on top of that. I have a very solid team. Anything and everything I need for my businesses is already in my team. I don't have to go seeking that out. I have a person who, Ebony is my assistant. She writes. She's creative. Her husband is a um, graphic artist. Gerald is my accountability coach. I have the um, Holster Kings. They're, they have all of the connections with um China and any any um important that I need product, to do they got that and stuff like that distribution yeah and distribution there you go so I don't have to seek out other people I have what I need in my camp uh, Lil Dre is a DJ so he's grilled with mass production you know what I mean so I'm in a space where I and then I, I have a guy who does filming so I'm in a space where I don't have to seek out new people. Right. I, I'm blessed to have a team of great people. And that's what you want to do. Get the components that you need and build a team. Tim yeah. and Christina Thomas says, I agree on social media platforms conversation. It's a way to get your thoughts, perspective and business without being confronted with social headaches. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get to that. People who use it with hate would never walk up to you in the community and say any of those things they say oh, on yeah. Facebook. Oh, that's so true. Oh, yeah. Some videos about your agenda. Touch. I agree. I agree. Not problems that require human touch. I agree. Um, good morning, Ashay. Uh, good morning. Asia. Hello, Miss Thomas. I haven't seen you in so long. And good morning, Hope. All that's right, Gerald. Well, let me correct. That's my little sis. That's Asia. Love you. Oh, he said he love you. So, Gerald, nutrition. Because we can't end the conversation without talking about marijuana and nutrition. We got to talk about marijuana. All right. We gotta talk <laughs> All right. So we got, uh, we got, we have just a couple of more minutes, but we have to talk about nutrition and marijuana. So do we wrap up nutrition and marijuana all together? Yeah, let's do, let's, I mean, well, they're separate. So let's just, let's just talk about it the way it has to go. Let's talk okay. about it first. Talk about nutrition first or marijuana? Let's talk about marijuana first since marijuana gives you the munchies. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm putting on my chapstick, which is actually a hemp-based chapstick, and I'm actually just putting it on because I need to oil my lips a little bit. So I often say that I um, use marijuana in everything, right? And people kind of think that that's a joke, but it's a joke, kinda. <laughs> it's it's a joke, kinda. Uh -huh. So um, I have lotion that has cannabis in it. I have lip balm that has cannabis in it. 
I have soap that has cannabis in it. I have bath soak that has cannabis in it. I have shampoo and lotion, excuse me, shampoo and conditioner that has cannabis in it. <laughs> well, it's safe to say that you will not be passing any drug testing this time soon. Well, I, I just want to, um, it's one of those things. I actually, I have massage oil that has cannabis in it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, it's a joke per se. So yeah. when I say like I use cannabis every single day, I use cannabis every single day. I don't necessarily smoke cannabis every single day, uh -huh. although I do use it for my mental health. Okay. I have really bad social anxieties and I suffer from depression. And when I say really bad social anxieties, for example, I cannot stand conflict. Like yeah. I'm not good with conflict and drama. It puts me in an emotional state that almost makes me ill. And part of that reason isn't because I'm afraid of it. It's mostly because I will pop in the midst of it. So if I can't get control of me, I'll snap, and then it's all bad for everybody. So that, that's not like the, the traditional way that people can't handle conflict. And I rarely say that because I, don't, I'm, I practice love internally yeah. because I have emotional distress internally. Okay. Let me, let me add on to that. Huh? Let me add on to that. Go ahead. Um, I uh, I have PTSD from the military. Mm -hmm. You know, 70% rated VA. Um, and I've used it just because, and I, I don't, I'm not you. I'm not a super supreme five-star gold cannabis consumer. Right? <laughs> but I do have a, I have a little vape pen that I got from you, and that has helped me sleep, right? And I think the biggest thing that we, and, and, and as far as a health professional goes, the, the biggest thing that I want to educate consumers on is that there's a difference between getting high and using it for an ailment of some sort, right? Yeah. So we can't take, we can't draw this line in the sand and say, well, weed is bad because I've been taught the last 50 years of my life that weed is a drug and I shouldn't be doing it. And the only reason why it's legal is because people want to smoke. That's not necessarily the case. There have been some some proven research that kind of, you know, attributes the use of not just THC, but CBD to aid in things like you know, pain management and things like that. My sister has used a CBD-based tea, and it's helped with her fibromyalgia. I've used it, uh, a THC base, to help get sleep at night because I my my awareness heightens in the evening time. So, like, I can literally sleep six hours and be tired all day, and then 9 o'clock comes around when everybody is asleep, and I'm wide awake. Right. It works, you know. Mm -hmm. I used, And they used to give me... Uh, Ambience or Zyrtex to go to sleep, but it would it would make me like pass out and then wake up and I'd be even more afraid when I right. woke up because I never realized I fell asleep. Right. THC doesn't do that. Right. Right. Um, okay, so it looks like Gerald is having a little bit of technical difficulties. So I want to kind of point out that one of the things he's saying about marijuana that or cannabis that I like to say is. We have to be constant of that um, as a treatment. I don't condone or 
nor will I ever condone recreational use. If you're using it recreational, that's fine. Just don't have a conversation with me about it. And is marijuana as a treatment. And the reason I believe in marijuana as a treatment is because I have personally used it and I have asked people to use it. And they have had great responses from it. When you're using marijuana as a treatment, you're not getting high per se. You're being constant in the mindset that you're there, Gerald. You're being constant in the mindset of this is my treatment, right? Yeah. And as I use it as my treatment, as anything has a prescription or has a set of usage, you're going to use it the same way. One of the things that um, I also like to teach people this, this is my new thing. We're really exchanging the high because Western medicine, and I believe in Western medicine, but Western medicine will say you need to take ambience or um whatever different drug that they want you to take, and we won't question it. We'll just take it. And most of those are opiate-based drugs, and then we become addicted, right? So what I'm saying is exchange the high. Take control of your treatment and find an alternative treatment. It doesn't have to be cannabis, actually, because I've had conversations with people where they're telling me they're having blood pressure, and I'm like, well, Roz is teaching us to drink lemon water, cayenne pepper, turmeric, and um, cinnamon every morning, and people are getting their blood pressure down. So maybe you need to try a serum, whatever serum, because that's my new word. I have some serums that can work at the cannabis store, but I do know some other natural serums that will work. <laughs> and I say like that because, doctor. huh? You starting to sound like the witch doctor? Well, the reason be, why I started are you, are you already prepping yourself up to be somebody grandma. <laughs> the reason I started using the shoes off in your side. Let me rub this garlic on your heels. And yes. And put some honey in your nose. <laughs> the reason why I started using the word serum is because, um, just real quickly, and we'll switch gears, but the science of cannabis is so intricate that I can't really explain all the elements that is happening when you're getting these oils and where you're getting these cannabis because it's so much more than that. And not every strain or every oil is going to do the exact same thing with another person, right? There is an actual serum that is happening. There's a formulation of scenarios and um, terpenes is really the real word that is working within your body to get the end result. So for me to just say try cannabis is me being negligent and saying there is a science, I'm studying it every day, and that science is where you're getting the results. Exactly. And even to the point where I had a girlfriend just recently had a uh, open wound in her mouth, and she was in between, you know, going to the dentist. You know how you get a sore in your mouth or whatever, I mean, on your gums. So yeah. she had some gum issues and she inboxed me and was like sis my gums you know i gotta go to i can't get an appointment do you have something down there that can work you, you know what i had to wash? no no i'm gonna tell you so here's what i had to do first first i had to quickly do a study on what terps is going to help with her because she needed a actually anti-fungal antibacterial you know whatever's going on in your mouth you have to combat that so I had to pick a serum that would help with that. And it just so happened that I had something at the store. It's actually called Jungle Juice. So I said, come on down. I have something here. Um, and then 
will get that for you. She's never used cannabis ever. But because she's holistic, she was willing to try something holistic, right? She used just a little dab of this oil, and it ended up healing her mouth, taking away her pain. She was able to eat like an hour later. She hadn't eaten in 48 hours. And she went to the dentist, and the dentist was like, well, it's healed. I don't see anything, right? She said, oh, I use cannabis. The dentist couldn't believe it. You use cannabis? Oh my goodness! But I, <laughs> but I want to say right. the reason—it was crazy. The reason why that cannabis, that specific serum worked, is because the terpenes in that serum is what gave her the results that she wanted. So not yeah. all cannabis will work for all things, but there may be a cannabis that'll work for some things. Absolutely. Uh, Christina says the VA prescribed tranquilizers to settle my PTSD. So the argument on which medicine is better all lies in the side effects of the medicine. Holistic life is from the earth that was created for us. I agree. I try not I, to have I that. I agree. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will put the disclaimer out to say I am not a weedologist. I don't know a lot about it. You calling me a weedologist? I, I, value, I value what you say about it, though. You know what I mean? You are the weed practitioner in my life. Oh, thank so you. I don't, I don't, so I, my thing is like just going back to kind of what we were saying before is I don't draw lines in the sand just right. because I don't have enough education about it. And I think that's the message that we need to get out to people. You don't know enough about it to draw such a definitive line in the stand in the sand as if it works or doesn't work. So right. I think people need to be open to the, to the um, conversation, right? We have to be open to, searching it out and finding it out you know what i mean so and then really just try and see if see what works and what doesn't work i mean absolutely what, marijuana can't be more harmful than freaking percocets you know and i know the research on percocets and ambience and all of these crazy pills that they give you anytime you get a pill that says oh well it'll cure your diabetes but it'll give you leaky booty then you're like oh mm. <laughs> You know, so it's like I really have diabetes. So crazy. I'm just saying, right? I'd rather have diabetes and inject myself with insulin <laughs> than to uh, than to have leaky booty. I'm just that's just me though. I mean, I think people should do them. Do you, Cleo? Do you? And if you rather have the leaky booty and wear a diaper, I'm with that. It's just ain't for me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you're so silly. I do want to say this. We've had many people, every time I have a new patient come in, I get a little scared, a little nervous, because I realize, let me say it differently. When someone chooses me as their weed practitioner, as Gerald would say, when someone comes in and chooses me to help them, I take that thing seriously, and then it becomes um, a part of me. And it's scary every single time. Every single time someone comes and says, my mom has this or my grandma has this, I get scared every time. And I'm like, oh, let me seek out the right treatment. Let me make sure, you know, it's a scary, it, I, I take it seriously. And my whole team does. I have an awesome and amazing team, phenomenal group of people over at Nevada Wellness Center. I never shout them out, but I always shout out my team. Um, I am nothing without my team in both of my businesses, I'm nothing without them. I, they are a direct reflection of me and I am a direct reflection of them. They are the most studiest 
um, or astute is the right word. Yeah. They are the most astute group of weedologists in this city. They take their craft very seriously. They will not be outstudied because I won't be outstudied. Um, and if you have anything that you have going on and you need some information, you need some advice, go to Nevada Wellness Center because those kids over there, they know their stuff. And I'm not just yeah, saying it because... Yeah, do. they know their stuff. It not is, and it's unfortunate that people, like, this is like a new... This is like a new age thing and all the old heads that like they're so against it just because they don't know enough about it. You know, right. I mean? like they think that, oh, well, these are just millennials trying to get high. When, when to be honest, man, millennials are the cornerstone of this world. You know, right. I mean? yeah, dress funny. They wear tight pants. <laughs> they can't bend their knees and stuff like that. I get it. It's not something that I would wear. But these dudes <laughs> are smart. They super compassionate. Like yeah, I've never met like the the new millennials nowadays. Like they're the nicest people. Like they learn something that we don't have. They're a little right. bit less judgmental, you know what I mean? And they're more kind, more helpful. They care about certain things that that the older people don't care about. And to write them off just because he's a twenty three year old dude who knows every single thing about weed you could possibly imagine doesn't make him a smoker or a pothead. It exactly. It makes yes, it makes you study in a profession that is extremely important. I'm yes. not that guy. I went to right. the traditional route and I did the other thing. I don't know enough. However, I'm not against it. I actually think it's beneficial. And the things that I've had, because what was happening before is I was taking these ambience and waking up still groggy, and it would take me three or four hours just to get prepped into the day. I take, you know, a couple puffs or whatever and I can fall asleep and wake up refreshed. So exactly. for me, that's perfect. I don't have any other health issues where I would need something else. However, I will say that my wife has used a CBD-based bath bomb after races. Right. And that's and that works too. So like just to you know bath bombs for after marathons and things like that. That's been that worked phenomenal for her as well. So I understand. I just think that we need to have a little a little more open mind to what people are actually learning nowadays. Just because you learned something in the 70s and 80s does not make it relevant and it doesn't even make you smart anymore. So I think you have to always be uh you know pushing towards learning new things and and also giving respect to people who who know what they know, you know. Right. And I'll use that to segue into health like real health like, yay <laughs> i am a professional in what i do right right so you can't get information from a documentary or the google because google is the new teacher you know and youtube's the new university so it's like you can't just because you, you still need to be able to have these conversations with people and i that's the one thing that i wish people did more which is reach out to people who have spent the time learning certain things right like i wouldn't build a house and ask my boy at the bar right because he watched a couple youtube videos and now he think he could build a house i probably won't live in that house right i'm gonna go to somebody <laughs> who spent some 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 real life time not only learning about it but actually doing it you know and i think for you as a practitioner you know what you know because you've learned about it and you've done it Right, whether you've done it to yourself or you've helped other people, right? That's the same thing with me. 
I've done it to myself and I've done it to other people. And I think we have to reach out to the people who know, because you don't need to know everything. You just need to know who does know what you need to know. Absolutely. And one of the things that I want to point out about Gerald is um, when it comes to health, he doesn't just take it seriously. He takes it from a community perspective. We've had many conversations just regarding how do we bring fitness into the home where it makes sense. Like he said, you know, we're just doing too much as far as fitness is concerned, and it's just getting too complicated. How do we simplify that for the average person so that they can have a fit life and he does that every day in his life with his kids so he's not just mr b paws fit he is a fit family his whole family does um his wife does 5ks one of his sons marathon, marathon. marathon. she does marathons she's a marathon like three miles marathons like 26 <laughs> she does marathons, my bad. And then also, one of his sons does um, rudders with you, right? Uh, tough rudders? Yeah, tough rudders. Yeah, he, well, no, he's done a couple races as well, like five days in marathons, half marathons. And Gerald does triathlons. Yeah, um, and then also those rugged races as well. But he has a fit family. And it's in, so I want you to kind of. Because I've actually been to your house and I've watched your wife prep food. I just, I, you know, it's a meticulous process. And Julia has that down. So if you guys yeah. are looking for someone to help you prep your food, yeah, add Julia Mays. She's going to get, she's going to hit me for this. Add yeah. Julia Mays. And she I will can say, you can add her. She probably not going to accept it. <laughs> add Julia Mays because add, she. Add me and then I'll make sure I tag her or whatever. Yeah, add Gerald. Gerald. And Gerald's on here. Um, but she's a beast when it comes to meal prep. But she does it in a way that it's not even intrusive. Like, she, I'm watching her meal prep, and she's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what the hell? And her family is so large, and she's got this down to like, yeah, you know, I bought this on Tuesday, had this from last week, I made this for Thursday. I'm like, what in the hell? She's great at that. But that's their whole mold. Like, that's the family. And it stems from Gerald, like, ha fitness, being healthy is so important. So how do we take that mindset and kind of, now let me just say this, Gerald, we're down to like the last 15 minutes. But how do we take that mindset of living fit every day and having a healthy lifestyle every day to where it's simple? How do we do that? Uh, well, first it needs to be simple up here, right? I think a lot of times we put too much pressure on ourselves, right? We have this picture of what we think health is or fitness or whatever you want to call it. We have this picture. And the only way for us to get there is to jump head first and do those things, right? So you can't go from eating cheeseburgers seven days a week to only eating rabbit food seven days a week the next day, right? right. So you need to find one to two things that you can change and take it slow, right? right. I have a dream to write a book. And the book is called, I wrote it down. Let me see it. It's called The Shortcut Will Kill You. Okay. And we, we we want such fast results, right? We want to lose the weight right now that we're willing to do anything, whether it's, you know, the, the diets where you only eat 500 calories a day, um, the, the diets where you only drink 
liquids and or eat cabbage soup or whatever Beyonce is now doing to, to lose weight, whatever that may be. But that's the wrong approach. A, it'll mess up everything you got going on and will hinder you from making any types of gains in the future. But it's also something that you can't sustain. So the best diet is one that you can sustain. That means that you can do forever. So if the right. first step is just to drink half your body weight in ounces of water, then we're on the right path. Don't do anything else until you've mastered drinking your half of your body weight in ounces. Once you've done that, then take some other aspect of your health and begin to make small changes, right? If you want to start going to the gym, you believe you don't have any time, right? That thought itself will derail anything else, right? If you believe you don't have time, then you don't have time. Right. Right? So right. what you have to do is you have to, uh, you have to approach it from carving out small amounts of time, right? So right. I don't have time to work out, but I can't. <laughs> I <don't laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at Ben because I know Ben. He like, that's like a gallon. Right. <laughs> But, so if it's a gallon of water, you got to break it down in how many hours you're actually going to be working, right? Yeah, so water if it's over a, the course of the day, right? So you right. start with a glass of water, any day with a glass of water, take the rest and have a little bit of water throughout the day. It doesn't do right. you any good to pound a, a gallon of water the first thing in the morning because you'll just pee right. it out by lunch and still be thirsty. So what you have to do is just spread it out. It's the same thing with being more active, right? Like I want people to be more active. The rule of thumb is to get... 10,000 steps a day, right? That doesn't mean wake up in the morning and go walk five miles, right? That right. means get about 250 steps an hour, which seems to be a lot more doable than just getting up and walking, right? So right. I want people to understand, like, these are small changes. And as you make small changes and they start to sink in, then they become habitual changes. And right. then it's easier. So my whole philosophy in teaching health is to build up the bottom, right? Because we all are going to fall, right? We're all going to make a mistake. We're all going to do these things. But what you learn as we build up your bottom is that you won't fall as far, right? Right, So as right. I'm teaching you to incorporate more water, more vegetables, more activity, small amounts of exercise, blah, 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 blah. When you go to Puerto Rico, or not Puerto Rico anymore, but if you go to Mexico, Cancun, and you party, you drink pina coladas and carne asada and you're doing all this and you're drinking and all this other stuff what tends to happen is that when you come back then you just kind of continue on because you done messed up your diet anyway so you're just like on this binge right right i want this 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 bottom to be the norm so that when you come back this is where you go right this is and this is health right because you're going to be on both sides of the extreme right but we want this to be the main uh, aspiration of your life, right? So we we know that at some point in time, you're gonna have a a reunion, a high school reunion, or you gotta fit into a dress for somebody's wedding, and you're gonna go on a diet, right? After you've you know worn the dress, we want you to come back here, right? So that's the not like all the way down. Come back to your median, come back right? To right here, right? Right. And then we also know that you're going to go on vacation. You're going to eat a half a chocolate cake. You're going to go for Thanksgiving <laughs> out for four days. But once you're done with that, then we come back here. Right. And this is more powerful than any diet or 
nutrition plan or meal plan or whatever you may see on the internet, this is more important. That's the reason why you need a coach, right? So you need a coach just so you can get here. Right. You know, I can send you a meal plan all day, but when you're done, where does that get you? Right. You know what I mean? Well, and that's, Go ahead. that's one of the things that I learned from being in your house. Um, when I was in your house just recently, I left on a whole new mindset because Honestly, Julia made this whole meal planning thing so sit like she broke it down into so I'm gonna have to have her on the show next time. She broke it down in such like in its simplest forms and then having a conversation with you about health and fitness, you broke it down to its simplest form to the point where I was like, oh, I had already stopped eating like well, Roz told me to stop saying I was eating meat. So I only eat fish. I don't eat any other meat. You don't eat red meat. Right. I don't eat med, red chicken. I don't eat chicken, turkey, you eat, ham. You don't, you, don't, you don't eat any uh, mammals or poultry. Right. I only eat That's fish. called a pescatarian. Yes, I'm a pescatarian. I know what it's called, Gerald. I'm helping you out. I, so I'm a pescatarian, and um, and I did that for spiritual reasons. I didn't do that for health reasons, but I'm gaining the health benefits. But after I left Gerald's house, one of the things that I had to master was the – um. It's like the the happiness level of what I'm doing, right? Does it am I the reward scenario? Am I rewarding my rewarding myself for something, or am I killing myself for something else, right? So for me, there, I started walking recently. The reason I started walking wasn't because I was just trying to get healthy. I started walking because the reward of walking is I can think clearer. I, I have a lot more going on. I've become a columnist, and I need to write. And, you know, so I was like, I got to sort my thoughts out, right? I need to be listening to my blogs because I'm getting ready to start the show, and I need to be fluid in that. How am I going to get all this done all at once? Walking. That's right. That works for me. So now I'm up at seven and I'm on the concrete because it's helping me sort myself out. So I think also one of the things you taught me is have, you know, being able to balance your reward scenario, right? It, it's rewarding for me to be able to do this. That's why I do it. And I hear you talking when you're talking about fitness, you're like, people just jump all the way in. and they <laughs> But yeah. when they do that, there's no reward, right? Yeah. It's just they're doing it because whatever. So it has to be, that's, I want to live longer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, and, and a lot of times, me being a professional, right, is that I put pressure on people to do things that they know they can't do, right? So <laughs> for me, I have to be able to take take a step back and be like, you don't have to do this if you can't do it, right? I had a conversation right. with, a, uh, with one of my participants uh, yesterday, and I'm like, how many days do you want to go to the gym? And she's like, four. I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like, you're not going to the gym four times. You don't go to the gym at all right now. And you have a membership. So <laughs> it's my responsibility to be able to be able to say, hey, no. Because if I say yes to her doing four, although I really want her to go to the gym four times, if she doesn't, then she feels like she failed. Right. And once you start to stack pile in all of these failures, then they just quit. So it's like, right. how about you go one time? Just right. go once. And and I don't even care what you do there, right? I don't, just go once. Because the only thing I really want is to see where the time fits, right? right. You say you want to go after work. You go once a week for three weeks after work, and you realize I can't do it after work. You know what I mean? And then maybe you go back and you do the same thing, and you say, hey, maybe I could do it before work. Or maybe my off days. And then you find a sweet spot, and then you can keep doing it. 
That's right. and then once we get that, then I'll add another day. Right. Then I'll add some instruction. I just want you to go, not right. feel like because if I write your workout right and you go to the gym, yeah, you got a reward because you went there, but now you can't do my workouts. Right. That's failed. <laughs> Sharmika says, on the right track, building up is key. Once your body gets up to the basic regimen, you can use that. You start with, you have to keep stepping your work up, workout up. Yeah. I agree. You have yeah, to, but you got to start somewhere. You can't yeah. finish if you don't yeah. start. Yeah, so the first, uh, the first step up is doing it. Right. And water is a, I like water, that water is a great place to start, and, and just because you need to be drinking water. And it's so crazy we have these conversations with each other, like, she, you know, someone would be like, my head hurt, did you drink enough water? Exactly. Like, exactly. let's just start there. Girl, did you I'm get your hungry. water? And when I'm, I say that. I'm always starving. Are you drinking yeah. water? <laughs> uh, my bowels aren't moving right. Are you drinking water? Are you drinking water? And exactly. I mean, it's. That's a great place to start. Drink water. He said half yeah. your ounces in water, right? And that's throughout the day. That's not like wake up in the morning and drink all of that. Exactly. But let's be conscious of let's start somewhere and let's say you're yeah. going to drink three bottles, 16 ounce exactly. bottles of water a day. Exactly. exactly. That's morning, okay. noon, and night. <laughs> exactly. So I know we got to close this out. So let me, yes. let me give people three things that they can do to impact their health right now. All right. Increase your water by 12 ounces a day. Whatever you're at right now, I want you to increase it by 12 hours a day. I want you to get sleep. The ideal number of, amount of sleep is seven to nine hours. If you're getting six, I want you to get six and a half. So whatever you're at, if you're not between seven and nine, I want you to get 30 minutes more. All right? And last but not least, one of the most important things is to take 10 minutes out for yourself every single day, right? Just 10 minutes. I don't care what you do with that 10 minutes, but it shouldn't be directed at anything. And the reason why is because a lot of our issues with health has to do with stress. Not drinking water increases stress. Not getting enough sleep increases stress. Focusing your attention on everything other than you increases stress. So if you have these three things going on, and then you come and then you add exercise to it, then you're just adding more stress, physical stress, right? Or if you add on meal prepping and planning and all these other things, then you're adding more mental stress on you. So if we use those three things, and those three things can help you reduce your stress, reduce inflammation in the body, as well as reduce your cortisol levels and things like that, which are extremely important into obtaining health. We need to understand that the picture of health has been tainted, right? It's been tainted by models and bodybuilders and these fitness pros where genetics is probably more to attribute to how they look than how they eat and exercise. Health is about longevity of life. You're going to die anyway, right? I just don't want you to spend the last 15 years of your life in pain. That's it. Is that how you're going to close it, Gerald? Like, that's... Uh, one more thing. I need everybody to follow me. All right? Twitter, at Mr. Underscore B-Pause. That's B-P-O-Z. At Mr. Underscore B, capital B, short and positive. All right? And then you can also find me on the internet and everywhere else, but that's where to go. My website is uh, MrBPause.com. 
I am also starting my own shows. So I have a couple things in the works. I'm plugging myself, just so you know. Uh, I got a couple things in the work. I will be having a weekly um, Facebook show called Ask Your Health Coach, where we'll be, we'll log on and we'll, we'll have a question or a topic that we'll be talking about or a demonstration or something like that. And then uh, you'll be able to ask questions and we'll answer it live. Um, I have some really cool things planned. I got a chef coming from uh, Joel Robichon who is going to show how to make some like really inexpensive high-end foods and things like that. I also have uh, a daily blog on YouTube that's going to be coming out called um, Being Positive. Um, and, and the one thing I do want everyone to understand is that, look, I wasn't always into to health and I struggle with my own health too. Yes, I make it, it I, I do try my best to be as healthy as possible, but I've been on the roller coaster too. I've been up and down. I've been as small as 177 pounds and I've been as heavy as 290 pounds just trying to figure it out. That was the way that I was before I even got into the industry. And I fluctuated as things come along and I've gotten corporate jobs and I wasn't as active as I was before. And I just want to show people that being healthy is a daily thing. And some days you have good days and some days you have bad days, but it's trying to have more good days than bad and you'll reap the benefits at the end. And then my podcast will be coming up, be starting back up called the Be Pause Podcast, which is, you know, conversations that I have with uh, participants, uh, thing, conversations like the conversation that you and I have, we'll start adding those things to the podcast as well as interviews and things like that. So make sure you reach out to me, make sure you... Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Gerald's information will be in the comments of this particular pod, um, live stream. And you have been watching Yell as Dope with Aisha Goins. Gerald is my guest today. And I just want to end this show. Um, you can follow me on One Black Abyss. So Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, um, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, One Black Abyss. Hey, follow me on Instagram because for some reason I can't get past 1,400 followers and instagram is so important nowadays so if you want to learn more about cannabis i do all of that on instagram anyway so follow me on instagram it's all one black abyss but i want to end the show by saying thank you for watching um this will be a weekly live stream uh, and then in november i will be going on youtube starting a vlog called yo that's dope Make sure that you donate to KCEP. The phone number there is 702-647-3688. That's 702-647-3688. They've started their fall um, uh, fundraising, and it's important that we support our community station. I don't want to end this show without making sure that I do what I'm responsible to do in my community, and that's support the community wholly. So make sure that you go and support KCP 647-3688-702-647-3688. Gerald, this has been What's fun. Up? It was a great show. Absolutely. Uh, we just did us, right? And then my next yeah. guest is going to be Ebony. If I can right. get her. So that's going to be interesting because you know Ebony will be on here with all her children. Uh-huh. And they'll all I'm be in the sure team. I'm going to log on so I can ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> got you're so crazy. I love you, man. Thank you, Let's Christina, do. for watching. Um, Sharmitra, Ben, Luana, Erica, my mom, Aaron. Uh, I don't want to go back through. Tamika, Kasina, Kelly. Uh, John, oh, what's up, Bishop? Shantae, Joshua, Tiffany, my cousin, Ebby, Hope, 
Thank you guys all for watching. I appreciate you. Um, we're nothing without you. And Gerald will put all his information on the bottom. And there is a group called Yo That's Dope. I haven't added anyone to the group, but feel free to go add yourself to the group. We're going to continue to dialogue, and you can ask, have questions answered there. Uh, I appreciate you guys always for supporting. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.